Thanks for tuning in to Freedom House Podcast. We're always encouraged to know God is working through this church as we change our world one life at a time. We'd love to stay connected with you by following us on social media at Freedom House OC, as well as our YouTube channel. Let's listen in on today's message. You know, I believe that's exactly what's going to take place, that everything that the devil meant for evil, God's going to end up turning it for good. Can I get a big amen somewhere, somebody? That's right. You know, 2020, if we're all honest, it's been a year that has stretched all of us. Come on, if it stretched you, just raise your hand right now. I'm going to raise my hand and my other hand and my foot, and I'm going to raise my eyebrows because 2020 has stretched me. I'm going to be real talk. I mean, I know it stretched all of us, and the truth is none of us could have foreseen what is taking place right now, but we do know that God foresaw it. And the Bible says that his grace is sufficient, that wherever I am weak, I will be made strong because he will give me the grace for whatever place I find myself in. And 2020 has, 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 uh, has taught us a lot. <laughs> We're sitting here in June, it's only halfway through the year, but we've come a long way, but we still have a long way to go. We still have a lot to learn. We still have a lot that's gonna take place. And I really do believe, listen to me now, that all of us are gonna come out of this better. We're gonna come out of this stronger. We're gonna come out of this really understanding maybe things we didn't understand before. And I meant what I said, it almost feels like it's a pandemic within a pandemic with the COVID-19 and then all of the social, un, you know, uh, civil unrest that's taken place and the racial tensions that, that I think are things that need to be deal, dealt with. So we're not turning our head from it, but I, you know, again, it's, it's unfortunate the way it had to come about but it's something we had to deal with. You know, we, we mourn the loss of, of many that have been affected by this, but we know that it's a conversation we gotta have. But I really wanna talk about all that to say this. I was praying, and it's been a heavy week. I'm just gonna raise my hand. I, I have felt the weight of what's taking place. Um, I've been in a lot of situations where I haven't had the words, and I've had to sit down and learn and talk with God and also talk with some of my friends that, you know, that are of different ethnicity of me, my black brothers and sisters, that we just had a wonderful conversation on Wednesday night. In fact, go to our YouTube channel. We talked about racial, um, you know, injustice, and you should go back and watch that. I had my good friend, one of my best friends, Pastor Torrey Roberts, and also Pastor Wayne Cheney and Pastor Ben Prescott, and we just had a conversation about just racial healing. So I want to encourage you to go back and watch that. But we talked a lot about this, and as I was praying this week and really just seeking God on what exactly to, to talk about and what, what to really speak on, I, I came to the, to the conclusion that what our nation needs and what we all need is healing. Someone say healing. And I think God, God always has a purpose. So no matter what takes place, and I know it may seem you know, to us uncontrollable, God is always in control. And so today, I really want to talk to you about healing. Now, I'm going to be up front as I was studying. Y'all know how I do it. I get into it, and uh, it's going to be two weeks, okay? So I'm going to talk two weeks about the way God heals and the way God brings us to healing. And, and, and I know this is going to speak to all of us. And so today I'm going to break it down, then we'll continue this conversation next week. And, and I really want you to take notes because most of the people that we're talking to, they may be angry, but the truth is they need healing. Someone that you're dealing with may be afraid, but the truth is they need God's healing. Uh, maybe someone that you're dealing with, they need healing. And in this moment, we, we're going to allow God to heal us. And so we're on this series, Seasons. Could have been a better, I mean, I could have thought of a, a, you know, well, not that I can't think of it, but the Holy Spirit told me weeks ago to tell our church about how to manage seasons. And so today I want to talk to you about the season 
of healing. So go with me to Ecclesiastes chapter number three. I got my amen corner right here. What's up, Rick? Hey, Brittany, come on. Andres, let's go, Daniel. What's up, Ariana? They might just bust out and start singing at any moment, just so you know. I might, they just go for it. Come on, Daniel, sing it, brother. Come on, I'm So I got my amen corner, and uh, we're going to talk today about seasons of healing. Ecclesiastes chapter number three. We're going to read verses one through three, and then we are going to pray and we're going to talk about the season of healing. Are you there? They're going to put the message outline there on the, on, the, on the comment section. Click and you can download it and be able to follow along with me. Points to my message while the verse we're reading. I'm just going to say right now, connect groups this week are going to be really powerful because we all need to find the road uh, to healing. Scripture reads like this. says, to everything there is a what? A season. A time for every purpose under heaven. It says there is a time to bo- be born. There is a time to die. There is a time to plant and there is a time to pluck what is planted. There is a time to kill. There is a time to what? Heal. There is a time to break down and a time to what? Build up. Now I need you to understand that the Bible says there is a time, but just because there's a time to weep or a time to break down or a time to kill doesn't mean that God is okay for that to happen. God is just saying there are times when that happens. There are times when those injustices happen that cause us to weep or to break down or, or we witness murder or, or like we've seen with George Floyd or we witness certain tragedies. The Bible says there are times we will see this in the broken earth that we live in. But you need to focus your attention not on what happened, but what God wants to happen. He says that there also is a time to heal. There also is a time to build up. There also is a time to laugh. There's a time that God wants to take us and how we respond to those times is going to dictate how we live and how we show the kingdom. And so God wants us to respond to these times in a way that brings healing. And so today I want to talk to you about a season of healing. Because like I mentioned, you don't grow through what you go through. You only grow by how you respond to what you go through. Because you can go through a situation and come out actually worse if you don't heal right. So I want us to heal correctly during all that we're going through. And I'm going to tell you right now, I feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. And uh, I think God's going to speak to us because His Word is good. Let's pray. Bow your head one more time. Father Heaven, I thank you that God, you are with us in this situation. The Scriptures declare that we are to be thankful in every circumstance. We're not thankful for the circumstance, God. It's a tragedy what's taking place in our backyards. But God, we're still thankful in it because we know that you are with us and we know that you will get the glory at the backside of all this, Lord. That what the enemy meant for evil, Genesis 50, 20, God, you will turn it around for the good. So Heavenly Father, speak to us. Allow me the grace to communicate your word to your people. And God, we put our trust, our heart's affection upon you Thank you, Jesus, that you can come into our hearts and change it. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Everybody says amen and amen. Come on, turn to somebody and tell them, God is healing me. Just say that. God is healing me. You might be like, well, I'm okay. No, we all need healing. Come on now. Everybody needs healing. So God is healing us. I want to talk to you today about the season of healing, the season of of healing. And I forgot to mention this, but press that share button on Facebook, get that link on YouTube, text it to somebody, and let's get everybody to get this message because they need healing. But the message of healing is something every single one of us need. Now I'm going to start right here. Healing, there are two ways in scripture 
that God heals. If you're taking notes, write this down. You need to understand this. As I began to study it, I really felt God tell me to, to break down to us how he heals so that we can find our road to that recovery. But there are two ways God heals, and I want you guys to write this down. If you're taking notes, write this down. Number one, God heals immediately. And number two, God heals through a process. So there are two ways throughout the whole scripture, from Genesis to Revelation, God heals sometimes immediately, and other times God heals through a process. Now, if we all had our choice, we'd all be like, God, just heal it immediately, right? But God is always at work in a bigger way than we understand, because God works in two ways. Write this down. I got a lot of notes for you. I love to, te- I love to preach, but I also love to teach. Here's how God works. He works God works through his word, and God works through his will. So say God's word, and say God's will. And God's word is always true, and God's word is always immediate, but God's will is on his timing. So we are to pray God's word, but we are to wait for God's will. And where we get confused sometimes is broken is because we say, God, your word says that I am healed, but I don't feel that I'm healed yet. What's up? Is your word not working? No, God's word is working, but God is also working on his will, which is his timing. God knows exactly when he wants that situation to be completely healed. Now, in my very limited understanding, my human Uh, you know, minute understanding, there is no way that I could ever tell God when he should do what he should do. Because God sees everything in his panoramic view where I just see it through my life. So in this moment where we're all praying for healing, I want you to trust not only God's word, but I want you to trust God's will and his timing. Because many of us are looking on on what's going on in our nation, what's going on in a situation. Man, God, just hurry up and and do what you got to do. And God says, I am, but he's going to do it on his timing. He's going to do it in the way he wants to do it and how he wants to accomplish it. So we are not only to trust his word, but we're to trust God's timing. And this is so important for us to understand because if we don't understand this, then we will get discouraged during the timing of God when we're, expect, when we're waiting for the healing of God. Now, I know what some might say because uh, you, might, you might go for the... Now, now, let me break this down. Two ways we respond to that. So I got a bunch of two ways, okay? So stay with me, all right? Okay, two ways this to it. I just, I'm, I'm trying to break it down to scriptures, okay? Is here are two ways we are to respond to God healing immediately and God healing um, over time is number one, write this down, is we respond. What's our response to God's way of healing? We need to understand that healing is a choice. Hey, hallelujah. We're going to talk about that in this message. Okay. Healing is a choice, but also that healing um, is, is requires from all of us that as healing is a choice, that, that healing is our, um, our healing is over time. So write that down. Healing is over time. So when we're in this situa- situation, you might be watching and saying, well, pastor, you know, there's all kinds of things, you know, going on around me. It's hard to heal when everything's crazy going on around me. Can I tell you, you are responsible not for what's happening around you, but what's happening in you, okay? So don't get caught up on what's happening around you. Of course, we we need to speak to that and we need to pray about that. But when I'm talking about healing, we will never bring healing to what's around us until we have healing inside of us, okay? Because if we're waiting for the, what's around us to get healed before what's in us to get healed, you will be broken adding to the brokenness. 
So I have to say, God, first heal me inside so that I can bring healing to what's around me. I cannot wait for what's around me to get healed for me to get healed because healing is always an inside job. Come on, let me get an amen. Let's go, somebody. So we need to recognize, God, heal me. It's an inside job. That what happens around me doesn't have to happen inside of me. So I got to, it's the way God heals. He heals from the inside out. So I need to understand that God's going to put this in me. Now you would say, well, pastor, you know, you know, my situation, I feel like I was born into a broken situation. No, no, baby, you were not broken into a broken situation. You were born again into the power of the Holy Spirit. So you need to not talk about where we were born physically, talk about where you were born spiritually and watch God bring breakthrough from the inside out. Someone shout amen. So God does this. So we need to understand that God wants to bring healing. Now, I want you to write this down. God is committed to healing. Write that down. God is committed to healing. He is committed. He is committed. I'm going to show you all kinds of scriptures to, to, to break down to you how God is a healer, and he's committed to the healing process in your life, in your family's life. He's committed to the healing process in your marriage. He's committed to the healing process uh, to this uh, racial you know, injustice that's taking place. He's committed to the healing process of our families, of our homes, of our nation. It's all through the scripture, and we need to see it where it is. So Jesus is our healer, so he is committed to it. Now, when we talk about who Jesus is, we need to understand that he is the greatest healer. Point number one, write this down. I better give you this point here. Uh, that was a long intro. Write this down. In every season, how do we grow, grow through a healing season? Here's how. We need to recognize that in every season, Jesus is my healer. In every season, Jesus is our healer. I want to show you Psalms 107 and verse 20, where the Bible says this. Watch what the Bible says. The Bible says, he sent his word, and what did he do? He, what did he do? Talk to me, somebody. He healed them and delivered them from their destruction. So the Bible is saying that God sent his word to bring healing. Well, who's the word? The word is Jesus. The Bible says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, John chapter 1 and verse 1. So Jesus is the word. God says, I sent my word to bring what? Healing. So God is committed to bring healing. So Jesus came, watch me now, Jesus came to bring healing. Now, many of us, we know Jesus as Savior. We know Jesus as Redeemer. We even know Jesus as Lord, but here's my question. Do you know him as your healer? Have you said, Jesus, I want to know you as Jesus, my healer, the one who heals me from every disease or everything that puts me at dis-ease. I want to be healed, Lord. I need the healing. Now, why is Jesus committed to healing? You want to know why? Here's why. Because whatever you don't repair, you will repeat. <laughs> I'll say it again for the people in the back. Whatever you don't repair, you will repeat. We are repeating what we have not allowed God to repair. So Jesus says, I not only came to save you, I came to heal you so you don't repeat the brokenness, the dysfunction that you have been taught 
through generations, through family, through society, through opinions, through biases, through nonsense, through the devil's lies, the devil's schemes, through philosophy, through, through by, by your friend's influence. God says, I want to repair so you don't repeat. And the only way to do that is to bring healing, not just to save you, but to heal you, to renew your mind. Because even if I take you out of your past, but I don't heal you from your past, you will repeat your past into a new dimension of brokenness. You will bring your brokenness to a, to, a, to a marriage. You will bring your brokenness to a healed church. You will bring your brokenness to a society. And God says, I want to repair so we don't repeat. What is that called? That's called breakthrough. And I don't know about you, but in this season, God, bring the breakthrough into my life. Y'all better shout amen. Tell your neighbor, say, I'm going to get repaired so I don't repeat. Tell somebody. In fact, put in the comments, say, I'm going to get repaired so I don't repeat in Jesus' name. So Jesus is committed to bringing healing to your life because God doesn't want us to repeat what we have gone through. He doesn't want us to repeat the words we've heard that were negative. He doesn't want us to repeat the insults we've all faced. He doesn't want us to repeat the addictions, the strongholds. And the only way to stop it from repeating is to repair it, is to go back into who we are and God begins to repair it all. He begins to renew our minds. He begins to work on us. Someone say, work on me, Lord. <laughs> I know you can think of a few people that need to be worked on. Go ahead and say it. Work on them, Lord. Come on, go ahead. Just say it. I know you want to say it. Say it. Work on them, Lord. You got like five people go through your mind right now. It's all right. Okay. Okay, now that you said it, now go back to work on me, Lord. Come on, somebody. Okay. God wants to repair us. It's a messy job when you need to get something repaired. Okay, what does God want to repair? Can I go a little deeper? I'm going to run out of time. I already know. But here's what God wants to repair. When you and I got saved, let me, break that, let, me, let me just back that thought up one second. You are a three-part being. You are body, soul, and spirit. Say with me, say body, say soul, and say spirit. Your body is your physical, what you see. Your soul, if you're taking notes, is your mind, your will, and your emotions. Your spirit is what came from God. That is your spirit. When you got saved, Rick... God saved your spirit. So one-third of you was saved and redeemed. But there is still two-thirds of you that need some repairing. Hallelujah. And his wife said amen. Just kidding. Come on, somebody. All right. His family. So stay with me here. Don't lose me. You got to stay locked in. Or you're going to be like, what do you talk about? Okay. You got half a haircut. We can have haircuts now, can we? I cut my own hair. If you're wondering, how does Pastor Sai always have hair? Uh, cut has haircut. I cut my own hair. I, I grew up in the hood. $5 haircuts is how I pay my way through college. Come on, somebody. All right, anyway, you got to do business, you know what I'm saying? So, all right, so, 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 so where was I? Two-thirds. Okay. <laughs> when you got saved, when you said, Jesus, I'm talking to Jesus, come into my heart and change my life and make me brand new, and you pleaded the blood of Jesus, and in the instant, you were saved. Jesus plus nothing equals salvation. You were made right before God. Your spirit 
is pure before the Lord because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Thank you for the blood. Oh, the blood of Jesus that washes away the sins of the earth. But there was still two-thirds of you and I that was a little broken still. My mind was still a little, <laughs> my flesh would still act up. My, my flesh would get angry. My flesh would get upset. My flesh would have to deal with temptation. My flesh would have to deal with responding. When I came to an altar, one-third of me healed in an in- immediately, but two-thirds of me was in a process. Here we go. So what we're seeing right now is God beginning to work on the two-thirds of me that needs to be healed. So what is God saying? God says, I want to heal your mind to be renewed. What is he want to heal? He wants to heal your soul to be renewed. He also wants to heal your physical body. That's not a message to talk about that. But if you're facing, you know, physical ailments, I plead healing over the cancer over your body, the arthritis over your body. I pray healing over autism. I pray healing over your back. I pray God even wants to heal you physically. Can I get a good amen? Okay. So he wants to heal you physically too. But I want to zoom in because in light of the current situation, the healing that needs to come to our soul, our mind, our will, and emotions. Because what we are seeing right now is a fragmented, broken, dysfunctional society that's, that's mind, will, and emotions has been influenced by, 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 by the enemy through racism and through brokenness and through despair and through doubt and, and through hurt. And God doesn't want to leave us broken. He wants to leave us healed. Someone say, repair me, Lord. Repair me, Lord. So God brings this healing to us so that we can be made right of what God has to us. Now, I'm going to show you some scriptures back to God's healing character. I want to show you this. God, healing is God's character. Exodus chapter 15 and verse 26. I got a lot of verses, so jump on the Bible bus with me and let's go. Exodus 15, 26. The Bible says, and, and he said, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, Give ear to his commandments and keep all of his statues. I will put none of these diseases on you, which I have brought on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who what? Heals you. Someone say he's a God who heals. Second uh, Chronicles chapter 7 and verse number 14. God wants healing for our land. He says, if my people who are called by my name, tell your neighbor he's talking to us. If you can't touch your neighbor, you can talk to your neighbor on the virtual, <laughs> on, on, on the, on the, on the t- chat right there. Tell someone God's talking to us. He says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, he says, I will, and turn from their wicked ways, that's repentance, I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and what is the result of all that? He will what? heal their land. Notice the results of repentance is healing in the land. And that's what we need. We need repentance back to God. We need to turn back to the Lord so that there would be healing in our land. God also wants to heal our hearts uh, as well as our bodies. Psalms 147 and verse 3, the Bible says he heals the what? The brokenhearted. And he binds up their wounds. This, the scripture again, God says, I'm even caring about the heartbreak that you're going through right now. And right now, every single person, if you have a pulse, everyone has some degree of brokenness that we're dealing with right now. There should be, I mean, if you're, you should be heartbroken over something that's going on in our generation. And, and especially during these times, we are all are battling some degree of brokenness. And we need to, in this moment, begin to ask God to heal our broken hearts. And what does that 
mean? That means God can heal your broken heart from anything that may have broken your heart. And I just want to say this. Maybe you went through a, a relationship that, that had gone sour. God can heal your broken heart. Maybe right now you're noticing what's going on with all of this hate that's happening towards, you know, people. God can heal the broken heart. He can heal whatever you're going through. He can heal the letdowns you've been through because God heals the brokenhearted. Now, how do we receive this healing? Mark chapter 11 and verse 22. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in who? Society. Have faith in government. Have faith in, 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 in your cousin. No. Have faith in your pastor. No. Have faith in who? In God. What's going to change our nation is for every believer to increase their faith in the power of Almighty God, to make a decision that in this moment, I'm going to put all of my faith in the Jesus that heals, in the God that can. He is my protector. God is my redeemer. God is the one who will fight my battles. God is the one who can change the heart. God is the one that can turn a nation around. God is the one that can bring revival. I put my faith in. In God, the Bible says Jesus answers. So what would Jesus say to us? He would say, put your faith in God. In this situation, don't put your faith in, in, in what's going on around you. Put your faith in the God that can do it. God wants to heal you. It was the mission of Jesus. Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 5. Here's what the Bible says. He says, but he was wounded for our what? Transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and it says, and by his stripes, we are what? What are we? We are healed. Now, I want to draw your attention to what the Bible says he was bruised for our iniquities. Why do you see that there? The Bible says he was bruised for our iniquities. My wife, uh, she, she wakes up sometimes and says, I got a bruise on my leg. I got a bruise here. They just, they just show up. And here's the thing about bruises. A bruise is when you've been hurt, but it's the blood vessels underneath your skin start bleeding. So a bruise is blood that underneath pops, little blood vessels. So it creates a bruise. The Bible says Jesus was bruised. What does that mean? That means he shed his blood inside for everything you go through inside. So all of the hurts you have inside, his blood even shed inside for all that we're going through right now inside our homes, inside our minds, inside our lives. He even shed his blood. He was bruised. He was bruised for the things that are bruising your soul, for the things that are bruising your spiritual heart, the things that are bruising you got bruises, the sensitive, ah, ouch, just, I'm a little hurt right now. The Bible says he shed his blood even inwardly so that you can be what? Healed. Can we all agree that Jesus is committed to healing? And if he's committed to healing, then I don't need to be so worried that it's not going to happen. Because I'll tell you one thing, God accomplishes everything he sets out to do. Someone shout, Jesus is a healer. Jesus is a healer. Now, there are many verses that Jesus speaks about healing, but then here's what bears the question. If Jesus says he's committed to healing, then why are people not healed? It's a good question. Why'd you bring that up? Because I want to talk about it. 
Pastor, if Jesus, if God is so committed to healing, you read me all those verses that God wants to heal our land, he wants to heal my disease, he sent his word to save me from destruction, then why are people not healed? Here's why. Second point, write this down, and I don't, I'm going to probably break this down a little bit, but I already told you before the message is two parts, so I already make sure to come back next Sunday, invite somebody, we're going in. Here's why. Number two, write this down. It's because healing is a choice. Oh, man, here we go. Healing's a choice. Just like your salvation was a decision, your healing has to be a decision. Come on, somebody. You have to make a decision. In a decision of a will, your will, God gives you free will to choose him for salvation. He gives you free will to choose him to heal you. Remember I told you, when you got saved, one-third of you got immediately healed. But the two-thirds, your, 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 your mind and your body, that needs a process of healing. And healing is a choice. Say healing is a choice. It's a choice. It is a decision we have to say to come before God to be healed so that he can actually begin the process in our lives. Now, I'm going to read you a verse here in John chapter 5 and verse number 5. When I thought about this, God brought me here to the story of when Jesus came to the invalid man who had an infirmity for 38 years. And, he be, and I want you to just zoom in with me. I'm going to go through this, but I want you to zoom in with me of how the conversation goes. Because remember, when you're reading the scriptures, it's not about just the, the, the person in the story. It's about us being in the story. So the Bible is a mirror. It shows us our imperfections. It shows us how God wants to work on us. It's not so we can say, oh man, that person was jacked up. No, God's trying to speak to us so we put ourselves in the Bible. In John chapter five, Jesus has this conversation. He says, now a certain man was there who had an infirmity for how long? How many years? 38 years. How many years? 38 years. The Bible says a certain man had an infirmity for 38 years. Eight years. Some will say that's a long time. That's a long time. 38 years to be battling with something is a long time. A 38 year battle, 38 year fight, a 38 year situation, a 38 year dilemma, a 38 year problem. 38 years. And I know many of us are saying, man, we've been dealing with all this for a long time. Listen to the scripture. It says in verse 6, when Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been in that condition for how, what does the Bible say? A long time. The Bible says he said to him, watch what Jesus said to him. Do you want to be made well? Well, well, well. Jesus asked him. Hey, you've been dealing with this for 38 years. Do you want to be healed? It would almost seem like rhetorical. Why would Jesus ask him that? I mean, it would be like, duh, of course. I mean, 38 years I've been dealing with this. But why would Jesus ask him, does he want to be healed? Here's why. Because not everybody who's hurt actually wants to be healed. <laughs> Woo! Help us, Lord. Um, yeah, I'm in your kitchen. Here we go. Okay. What do you want? What was rancheros? You want some chilaquiles? Come on, somebody. Okay. Could it be that the reason Jesus asked him, do you want to be healed, is because not everybody wants to be healed. 
but some actually want to stay hurt. Maybe because, it's just maybe, just observations. Y'all can decide. I'm just asking questions. So I'll be like, what is pastor trying to assume? I ain't assuming nothing. I'm just asking questions. Could it be that maybe some people like the revenge their hurt gives them? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe Jesus says, do you want to be healed? Because he was really asking them, or do you like the anger that it gives you? That the truth is you feed more on the revenge than the healing. Maybe Jesus was asking them that because maybe he liked the attention it gave him. <laughs> maybe he liked the justification it gave him to be a victim and give reasons why he's broken and not healed. <laughs> maybe, just maybe, he asked them because he was asking them, do you really want to move from where you've been or have you got comfortable in your hurts? Now, I love this because the scriptures that's going to reveal to us where his thinking was because Jesus said, do you want to be made here? He says, do you want to get well? And watch the next verse. Watch this. Watch this. This is great. The Bible's good stuff. And the next verse, watch what it says here. Put it up there for me. The sick man answered him, sir, I have no man to put me in the pool when the water is stirred, but while I'm coming, another one steps down before me. Stop there. Jesus asked him, do you want to be made well? And his response was, I got nobody to help me. It's like, I didn't even ask you that. So let's, let's dissect this. Come on, we're having Bible study. Jesus says, do you want to be made well? And his response was, well, what had happened was... <laughs> He's like, I didn't ask you what happened. I didn't ask you why you were hurt. I'm asking you, do you want to get healed? Isn't it interesting that sometimes God speaks to us about getting healed over what happened in our marriage? God speaks to us about getting healed over what happened in our past, about getting healed about what we're going through. And we right away often want to give an excuse of why we're still broken. God says, I already know what broke your heart. I just want to know, do you want me to begin the healing process to lead you to your breakthrough and not your breakdown? And maybe right now God is letting things come to the surface because he's asking our nation, do you want to get healed do you want to see breakthrough? Then come to me and pray. Come to me and worship. Come to me and deal with the situation. Come to me and begin to have the conversation that God lead our nation to healing. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but God would say to you what he said to this man. Jesus said to them, well, rise up, take up your bed and walk. It's time for men to rise up. Men of God, women of God, people of God to rise up and say, God, heal our land. I don't want to talk about what happened. I want to talk about what's going to happen. And after this, we speak revival. We speak unity. We speak peace. We speak the power of God. We speak that together we'll stand and we will see the power of God come to our churches, come to our homes, come to our neighborhoods, and never ever be the same. Why? Because I serve Jesus, the healer, and I made my decision on June 7, 2020, that I'm going to rise up, take up my bed, and walk into the place of breakthrough. Why? Because he called us to be people of breakthrough in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Right now, y'all better give God some praise, give God a shout, and put on the comment sections, I'm on my way to healing in Jesus' mighty name. Someone say, rise up and walk in Jesus' name. Come on, worship team, take us there. Here's what I want you to do right now. 
put your notepad down, put your pencil down. I'll get the next point next week because I need about 15 minutes to break down that third point. I don't got enough time right now, so I feel this pray. Father in heaven, thank you, Jesus. Someone say, I'm on my way to healing. Come on, say it. I'm on my way to healing. I'm on my way to healing. We are on our way to healing. Thank you, Jesus. I'm looking right at this camera, and I'm telling somebody right now, you got to make a conscious decision during these turbulent times. You got to make the decision. I want to get healed, and I want to see healing. I don't want to add to the pain. I don't want to add to the fire. I don't want to add to the insensitivity. I don't want to add to the to, to the not understanding. I want to see healing in our land. I'll tell you more about how we can be that, but for now, make that decision. Make that decision to worship. Make that decision to pray. Make that decision to give God all the praise. Come on, this camera right here. Come on, somebody. Make that decision right here, right now. In fact, close your eyes. Just lift your hands. Father in heaven. I want you to close your eyes. Yeah, I do. Unless you're driving, don't close your eyes. But if you to close your eyes, just say, Father in heaven. Take a breath in and take a breath out. That's not no meditation. Okay, the Bible says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. In fact, the Bible says, meditate on the Lord day and night on his word. But just right now, you need to sometimes just take in the Holy Spirit. Breathe in the power of God. Thank you, Lord, that in this moment, it's a season of healing. How can you say that, Pastor Josiah, when so many people are hurt? Because I serve Jesus, the healer. And I'm trying to point everyone I can to Jesus. I'm not trying to point you to some movement. I'm not trying to point you to some opinion. I'm not trying to point you to nothing but Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. He's going to heal the brokenhearted. Jesus is going to heal. The Bible says he sent his word and healed your disease. It's not going to be the word of a governor. It's not going to be the word of a politician. It's not going to be the word. Stop looking for healing from the place that hurts you. It's going to come from heaven. It's going to come from God. It's what's going to heal our nation right now. It's what's going to heal every one of their brokenness. God, repair us so we don't repeat. God, put me, Father, on the operating table of the Holy Spirit and begin to work on me so I would never be the same. Thanks for joining us today. We pray you were encouraged by this message. Show us your support by sharing your favorite podcast on social media and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Freedom House OC today. See you next week.